Hi everybody, it's Victor Agreta, and today on Coders, we're gonna be looking forward to the Apple TV and looking to the present on what the Apple TV can do right now as far as gaming is concerned. So join us right after this. Telecom Careers, the number one global telecom and wireless job board. TelecomCareers.com. Hey, everybody. It's Victor Agreta, and I am joined today by my good friend, uh, Matt Brown, right? Yep. How hey, are Victor, you, man? How are you doing? I'm doing well. Good. All right. So you are uh, Magnate Interactive, essentially, right? Which is, uh, uh, tell us a little bit about Magnate Interactive, first of all. Sure. So Magnet Interactive is a company that I started um, about 10 years ago at this point to do web development um, and flash applications. And then the iPhone came out. And I think for a lot of uh, flash developers who were in my shoes around 2007, 2008, um, they started to see that maybe flash wasn't a horse to ride into the future. And so I started uh, learning how to write iPhone applications. Um, my first iPhone application was called MASH, and I released it in uh, January of 2009. Um, it's had about, to date, uh, 14 million downloads, um, but those are all free, so before you get any ideas. Um, and so Magnet Interactive now is uh, sort of like an indie game development company, um, but I also work as a web application and iOS application consultant. Excellent. All right. So... Well, tell us about uh, Sketch Party TV, because that's that's really your sort of main thing on the store right now. So tell us a little bit about how that evolved, because it's an interesting approach. Sure. So I was at um, the Apple Worldwide Developers Conference in 2011, and Apple has long had something called the Apple TV. I mean, the original Apple TV debuted in 2007. Um, later on, they introduced a much smaller version that didn't have any onboard storage. Um, so, but what it did have was the ability to stream video from uh, an iPhone or an iPad using uh, technology that they call AirPlay. Um, in 2011, they introduced something called AirPlay mirroring, uh, which would allow you to show a second display from an iPhone app. Um, so while I was sitting in the audience, I was thinking, you know, it would be perfect to make a party game using this technology. And so Sketch Party TV is like Pictionary. Um, you get a word to draw on your iPad or iPhone, and your team is watching uh, the television screen. Um, so your drawing is showing up in real time on the TV. And um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, people around the world enjoy playing it. And I recently released uh, free versions, a free version called Sketch Party TV Free. And so, you know, I, I know I have used AirPlay a lot at home. And the experience varies from magical to incredibly frustrating. So tell us a little bit about, especially as a developer, some of the challenges that you found in deploying this app that relies on this technology that is using wireless, and we all know how that can be. Yeah, wireless can be a little unreliable. Um, and helping people troubleshoot the issues that they're having with their wireless can be outside the scope of my application. It can be things that related to their own um, wireless router settings. It can be related to uh, the position of their television and their Apple TV unit uh, related to where their router is at. 
Um, and these are things that I don't really have control over. So um, a lot of times I'll recommend that people use a hardwired connection. This is something Apple recommends too. If you want to get the uh, highest fidelity, you're going to want to use a wire. But the fact that it works over a wireless connection, it does work very well. Um, the latency for something like Sketch Party TV is forgivable because uh, you, you as the um, artist are drawing and looking at the screen of your iPhone. The uh, players who are watching the television don't really perceive the lag between um, the drawing happening with the finger and then seeing something appear on the TV. So that sort of game, um, I think, is the best kind of game to play where uh, the uh, latency isn't really as much of an issue. Something where you'd have like a need for um, console uh, uh, gamepad input that you'd need to have that sort of um, immediate feedback, uh, those don't usually work quite as well. And so I think Apple TV as a gaming platform today hasn't really taken off um, because of that. So uh, we'll see what happens in the future. And I think we're going to talk about that too. Yeah. Well, and it is, it is amazing to me how wireless setups in the home can get incredibly complicated, um, even, even with just a few pieces of gear. I mean, once you have like an Xbox uh, and an Apple TV, if you have a, a second console of some kind, um, if you have certain companies have routers that have their own Wi-Fi that can interfere, I know I found that with my own Comcast router, that I had to turn off Wi-Fi or have them turn it off magically for me until I got my own router uh, or my own modem. But they have their own wireless thing, and that was actually jamming up the signal all through my house. Uh, I also have a very long house, and so we had to put the the wireless router, which had originally been on the opposite end of where all of our AV equipment was of the house, all the way over there. And if, if you guys go out and look, you can see there's a really cool video that a guy did visualizing your Wi-Fi signal and showing how when you have really, you know, like wood supports and whatnot, how the shadows are created. And I'm sure that you've probably seen that as well, where mm -hmm. they can have that Apple TV. It's a tiny little hockey puck of a thing. So if they have that thing in, uh, in just the right space where they've got a bunch of wood beams over here, they could actually be getting very little signal just because the router is positioned on the other side of this beam and it's blocking that, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing to me. Um, but it's also amazing. I will say this, that Apple's current generation airport extreme base station uh, in terms of the antenna, the reason it's so tall is because of that antenna. And it is a amazing, amazing antenna we spoke with a guy who uh at the last dub dub or the well the one it was it was debuted after or whatever it was debuted and then they had dub dub after that we spoke to a guy who actually works for a router company and they design antennas and he has some experience in engineering and he said this is one of the best designed antennas on the market so at least if people are buying apple gear at the apple store they probably got a better chance of of everything working nicely anyway right uh, but um, but it's very cool that you saw that you know you, you saw the fact that like oh look if you're gonna be able to do this as a second screen not just mirroring or whatever but use this as a second screen this makes a lot of sense for casual gaming it does yeah I think there are a lot of opportunities for different types of board games too I mean when I was originally thinking of the idea for sketch party TV and its um, obvious influences Pictionary 
Uh, I thought of having, you know, even a game board involved, having dice rolls involved, all virtualized um, on the television. But there are opportunities, I think, for games like um, video poker, um, you know, for games where you don't have uh, a lot of um, action happening on screen where you have to have really quick timing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and to that end, though, uh, because if you look at things like the, the Wii U is sort of a, a play on this idea, right? Where you have a big screen and then you have a little screen secondary. Of course, the Dreamcast did a similar thing where you had a little tiny screen and you had you know, your big screen. Um, for you, because this requires a certain kind of setup, uh, how has the adoption been? I mean, like how overall has it been for you guys? Have you seen like a real spike or do you see a spike when the Apple TV is like updated, which doesn't happen a whole lot? Well, it hasn't happened a whole lot. Um, we're expecting an update uh, within what, like six days or something, yeah. or at least an announcement about one. Um, and I think between this update and the last one, they've only had a minor bump. And that was at this point, uh, two years ago or something. Um, the Apple TV originally came out in 2007. And between then and now, I think there have only been what I would consider two sort of major revisions and then a, with a, along with a couple minor revisions. Yeah, so um, they say that the delays are due to content deals and the things that you can do with the Apple TV today are still pretty impressive. Um, it remains to be seen what the next one will be capable of. Um, well, but, uh, before we talk about uh, what might happen, because I've definitely got some ideas on that as well, uh, I'm curious, what's your take on HomeKit? I mean, do you see this as being a, a really big deal for people right now, or is this something that's going to be one of those slow burns that over the next five years we'll see people buying more stuff, not really thinking about it, and then realizing, oh, I can control this all through an Apple TV with my iPhone? Well, right now the Apple TV in and of itself is – is a niche product. Um, even though they've sold something like 20 plus million of them, um, they're still not super common. And even people who own them, who I talk to and tell about my game are like, oh, I had no idea you could do that. They, all they think the, the AirPlay is for is um, sending like YouTube videos or something to their television. Uh, so I think there's some education that still needs to happen for people um, before it would become even just the Apple TV itself a mainstream device. Then you have the HomeKit uh, angle on top of that. So if the Apple TV is going to be sort of like a HomeKit hub for managing your, um, your lighting when you're away or your heating and cooling or um, security systems, let's say, um, I think there's going to need to be a, a lot more of an effort towards that. So uh, I think so there's been some speculation about why Apple needs such a large venue for their event. And um, when the Apple Watch debuted, they had built that structure outside of, and I'm the eternal Apple TV optimist. So um, I was thinking, oh, it could be that they've set up some sort of a home in this structure to, um, to put on display the different things that you can do. With a large venue on the 9th, maybe, again, my optimism says, oh, they're going to do something with the Apple TV. 
Um, but they could very well have space for a car, for car play things. So um, it's still up in the air what they're going to do. Well, you know, I, I share your enthusiasm, first of all. I share your optimism uh, in that regard because I also thought when they built that big structure, what I keep waiting to see is for Apple to create a little, like, slice of a home along with a car situation, you know, like you're pulling in the driveway or whatever, and actually show the ecosystem step by step. So, like, here you are waking up, going downstairs, making breakfast, doing this thing. Then you get in your car and you go away. And then you come back at the end of the day and you come in and you do this and that. And so there's, you know, like a dozen things they can show in the context of that. And that again has been Apple's big thing. It's been the ecosystem, you know, showing how if you have an Apple TV, an Apple watch, an iPhone and a CarPlay equipped car, your life is X amount better, right? Or easier, or more efficient. Well, and to borrow a term that I think they might still be using, but um, it seems semi-retired is iLife. Yeah. You're talking about their, the entire um, Apple product influenced life. Right. Between yeah. having a watch, having a phone, having uh, TV um, accessory, having right. car. One complete thought around music, right? That's the, but they are getting away from the I moniker, obviously. Definitely. I mean, that was a Steve Jobs thing, right? That we, I think we, a lot of people associate iPod, iMac, all iLife, all of that stuff with Jobs. And this is maybe Tim Cook being his own guy, which of course he was going to be his own guy. Like who, who thinks that a CEO is going to come in and be like, I'm going to do exactly what Steve would have done all the time every day. No, I'm glad he doesn't. Exactly. Yeah. And that's good. I, I, I personally have found uh, Apple's been um, a lot of the changes that they've made, especially in terms of dealing with the press and whatnot. That is magnificent. A lot of things that they're doing right now are just great. Uh, in general. And so I'm looking forward to seeing what they come up with. Now, you're saying you hope for a new Apple TV. Let's speculate a little bit on what a new Apple TV might, because obviously not just the hockey puck that does what it does now, but let's say what other features might there be in something like that? Well, we talked a little bit about HomeKit, um, but I think what people, there are some people who are hoping that Apple is going to make a move into um, the console gaming market. And right now, um, Sony has a, a puck of their own. Um, and the name is escaping me right now, but it's um, oh, yeah. PlayStation branded uh, right. attached devices that has, there's the OUYA that um, right. sort of had failed, but um, it was a good attempt at having a small hockey, hockey puck device and a controller um, and being able to download games from the internet and play them on your TV. Um, I think even Valve is moving sort of into that space with something a little bit more high powered. But um, and Amazon has the their whole thing. The, yeah, the Fire TV. So mm. and then there's the, the Chromecast, um, which isn't necessarily uh, strictly a gaming device. I think you still need to have um, most of the power is provided by your phone. Right. Um, but there's, there's a guy named uh, Sean Heber. Uh, he used to work for Tapulous. Now he works for the Icon Factory to make um, Twitterific. But he used to work for Tapulous. And so he has some insights, I think, into the gaming industry, Tapulous being um, a very early iPhone game company. Yep. Um, he has a post where he talks about what 
could be possible with a um, Apple TV as far as um, a gaming experience goes. Mm -hmm. And if we were to consider that Apple, um, people say Apple doesn't have any experience with gaming. Um, they actually sort of don't like gaming even. And that could, again, be something from the Steve Jobs era that's no longer true. I mean, Apple's making um, an effort to communicate with game developers even. Um, they just uh, have a new Twitter account, uh, App Store Games, yesterday. Um, as a company, they even seem to allow their employees some leeway to, to talk on Twitter. Um, and that's yeah. totally different from the way things used to be. Yep. So um, he talks about having uh, downloadable games on your phone that would then have some sort of a remote extension that would install onto the TV. Because a while ago, Apple introduced this peer-to-peer um, -peer system yep. for setting up the Apple TV right. and, and connecting to AirPlay without having to be um, necessarily even a part of the same uh, Wi-Fi network. Right. And so it would be possible to have a library of games on your phone or iPad and take it over to a friend's house and have the ability to just call it up and play uh, something on their, um, on their television. And then there's this made for iPhone program that Apple has for third party um, game controller developers. So maybe Apple is going to make a move into the gaming space um, after uh, what, 20 plus years. I think they had tried to go with something called the Pippin in the 90s. And um, I don't think that ever, did that ever even really see the light of day? It did. It, it was released on the market, but it, it was, it sold so poorly that that's why they're worth a fortune as collector's items these days. Yeah. Okay. But that is something that, you know, gives them the reputation of being a failure in gaming when in fact, you know, for those of us who remember, yes, there were a lot of games that were never ported over to the Mac. There were games, like the reason why I love Fallout is because Fallout, the first one was ported within three months or something of the PC version, which was a godsend to idiots like me who used a Mac for gaming. Um, you know, X-Wing, like LucasArts was really good about that with the, the gaming side of LucasArts. Like they were really cool about releasing a Mac version with a PC version, except for TIE Fighter. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, like look at what they've done with Metal. That is directly addressing game needs. Um, and there have been a few other little things that I've noticed over the past few years that really indicates that Apple, I mean, look, Apple's not stupid. They realize this is the number one by far downloaded category in the app store. It's making the most money of any of those other categories and probably combined billions, many billions. Yeah, exactly. So this is a huge, huge market and they realize it's a big driver. I mean, the iPod touch, um, for a couple of years had very game centric ads because they knew they wanted to get the iOS devices in people's hands. Um, the funnest iPod ever, I think. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um, so I think it only makes sense. I'm, I think it, it's a simple thing for them, like you're talking about with the installing extension or whatever. I think it would be a simple thing for them to implement something like that, to really make it a very powerful gaming console. Um, you know, I mean, they've already got a mechanism for in-app purchases, aka downloadable content. They've got, you know, all of the pieces and parts, basically. And now you have, like you said, the made-for-iPhone 
controllers also. Um, it's but right now it seems like those made for iPhone controllers are sort of, um, by virtue of being third party, they're not emphasized as much. Right. Um, Apple hasn't necessarily made an effort to, to push those as hard. And so the reason I mentioned the potential for having like a remote extension for the games and having still the um, app store on the phone being the primary way that you discover and download games, um, even for the Apple TV, uh, I think just browsing through an Apple TV library on your television um, isn't as uh, user-friendly, let's say, as getting a recommendation from a friend or a link in like your Twitter client on your phone and, and going and checking it out right away. Um, so that's why I don't think Apple will necessarily include like a game controller. Um, I think that will still be probably a, a de-emphasized um, route to go if, if you're really a hardcore gamer. But Apple, I think we mentioned Apple has always had this, has had their hands in media, music, and also movies. And games are becoming so much more like movies nowadays um, than they ever have been. I mean, if you look at a game like The Last of Us or Uncharted, those are a really, those are a really good movie, not just a good game. It's, it's good cinema. Right. So. Yeah, the stories are amazing now. And, and that's the thing is that Apple is a big believer in art and things like storytelling. And so that was one of the most, I think one of the best ads they've ever made was the, what is your verse? You know, th those were amazing. And that's the whole idea is like, what story do you have to tell? Well, you know, here's a platform where people can tell their story. So, I, I mean, the independent filmmaker in me dreams of something like Apple, the Music Connect thing, but for filmmakers. But I know that's not going to happen. But let's talk about that. Media, and you've got media companies. So, like you said, and I heard the same things, where the Apple TV with all the media partnerships or whatever was delayed because, of course, these old dinosaurs don't want Apple. They don't want the iTunes store to happen to them. Uh, and for background on people who don't know that, record labels bought into the iTunes store because Apple was such a tiny niche player. They said, eh, what's the worst that could happen? Next thing you know, Apple becomes the dominant force in online music sales. And now they're able to make deals that like nobody else can. So the, these content companies that have video content are worried. And if you see things like Netflix versus Hulu, and now all these other streaming services coming out, you realize that they're very cognizant. We can't let any one player be dominant. Also, and you know this from a, for, as a developer, they want the metrics. They want those analytics. Like when did, when did people 30 to 55 tune out of these reruns of threes company? You know, like for some reason that data is important, you know, saying somewhere pop tarts or whatever. Uh, so, you know, Apple is, has made very publicly a hard line about security and about, you know, how much data they're going to be giving other third parties and whatnot. So my question is, does that muddy the waters? I mean, does that, does that make a deal like this almost impossible? Do you think that they would launch without a full roster of media partners, not just ABC, which we know they're going to have in the bag and probably HBO and whatever. But I mean, you know, do you think there's going to be some gaps and what maybe even some Disney content? Um, I think there could be some gaps. And I, what I've heard is that if they were to launch without these content partnerships, that they would have something else, some other compelling reason um, to increase the market share of the Apple TV so that they would then have even more leverage uh, to go back 
and get these deals that they need. Yeah. Well, I, I know, um, and now I can't remember the name of the darn app, but Next Guide or something like that. Uh, there was a, a PR person in San Francisco I used to talk to, Jer Jeremy Toman, who had was representing this thing. And it was a really, really cool service in that it was like a universal search. So you would type in, okay, let's say Hogan's Heroes, right? And it would search Netflix, Hulu, uh, any like YouTube, uh, any other streaming service and broadcasters to see if, you know, maybe it's playing on, we have a thing called MeTV. I don't know if you've seen that, but it's a, mm -hmm. yeah, UHF and they play old stuff. Maybe it's on there, right? So this tool would actually search all of those and tell you where was the place. And then it had buttons with deep links so you could go straight to it in Netflix or whatever great service and that's something that I think Google tried to do that but it for whatever reason I actually never used a Google TV so I have no idea what the experience was like other than the remote was hilarious um, I think Kevin Bacon was the only one yeah <laughs> exactly but if he's doing it then you know we're all six degrees away from having used it so uh, but no the the uh, I think that for so many people I know that as a huge fan of television back when I was I had before I had kids, when I had time to actually watch television leisurely. I remember those days. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, that was the biggest challenge, was finding out what the hell is playing. And now with the super fragmented market, it's like, where is it playing, right? So I see that they've, you know, Spotlight's been a thing for many, many years now. Apple wants to do search well. We know this. Um, and they're not going to like launch a search engine, but obviously search is a very important thing for them, both for the app store and now for content. So it seems like maybe that would be the killer feature. What do you think? Yeah, I would think so. Um, search is, I think, something that's been maybe a little bit elusive for them, though. Um, app store searches in particular are um, disappointing, I yeah. think, for most developers. Um, well, for most users too, I got to tell you. Okay. <laughs> I mean, really, like I, I hear all the time from people who, and that's a big reason why, I don't know if people have connected these dots, but that's a big reason why I think a lot of people don't have a lot of apps. They know that there are apps out there that can help them do X, Y, Z. But when they go and they search for X, they don't find Y and Z. You know, it's like, like they're looking for this, something that does three things. Well, if let's say you want to travel by rail, you know, and then you go and you look at the rail things and really all you want is just something that's like a GPS for trains or something weird like that, right? Good luck finding it, you know, it, it, and I'm not denigrating Apple because this is a tough problem. I mean, there's a reason why Google is the value it is, is because it was based on something that was a huge, huge problem that they solved better than anybody else. And I'm just reading uh, in the Plex right now about Google. So I know a okay. lot about sort of their thought process and Obviously, Google wants, I mean, uh, Apple wants search to be better, but it's a really, really tough problem. It is a tough problem. And I think um, to a degree, you have to have uh, even curation of the search results. And so Apple has been making moves into um, curating things. Uh, they have, I think I mentioned the Twitter account for App Store Games. Well, they've hired people who are um, video game industry experts and uh, journalists who are now in charge of the editorial side of um, uncovering and promoting uh, the games in particular for iOS. And they have, they have a group that does that for apps too. Right. Yeah, and that's good. And that helps everybody out. It helps Apple out, it helps developers out. 
Um, so anything else that you want to go on the record, speculate about, I, I'm going to go ahead and say, I think they have a little house in there and they're going to show a whole ecosystem thing with the predictive capabilities in iOS nine and all that garbage. But what do you think? I'm not currently in the market for a car and, and I do have sort of a, um, a vested interest in the Apple TV in particular. So I would like to see something uh, with the, the home set up, maybe even a living, living room set up with a television and a sofa and a family playing my game. Um, a while ago, Apple had contacted me about putting together a demo version of Sketch Party TV. Um, and it, nothing ever seems to have happened with that. So uh, I don't think it's going to happen on the 9th, um, probably especially since I just said something and they're notorious <laughs> for <laughs> nixing those sorts of things. But um, they've never talked to me about going one way or the other with it. Yeah. So I would really like to see, yeah, a, a home set up. Yeah. Um, and maybe the incredible. Even, even the cars, a car coming. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, they have these tie-ins with, um, with Disney. And I think it was uh, John Gruber who had asked recently, like, what if um, instead of Disney buying Pixar, Apple had bought Pixar? Right. And, uh, that was for the, like the content production angle. Like what if um, Apple is going to be producing original content for their TV service, the same way as Amazon and Netflix sure. are doing. Yeah. So it's a, it's I hear an that. interesting, brave new world. Yeah. We hear that rumor every year. It's, it's a, uh, it's not going to happen. They know where their strengths are. I feel like, and, and that would be cool. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm also reading creativity Inc right now. So I, I would love nothing more than to see Pixar and, and Disney and Apple all just have a love fest, but, <laughs> it's gonna happen. All right. Well, Matt, um, people can find your your store by searching or your your app by searching the store for Sketch Party TV, right? Yeah. If you search for Sketch Party one word or two words, um, Sketch Party TV, I'm like the top three results because I have a paid version, a free version, and then a bundle with some of my other apps. Cool. And uh, and your company is Magnate Interactive. Yep. I can uh, also be found on Twitter, uh, Matt Braun, B R A U N. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, man. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. And uh, this is Victor with Coders, and we will be back same time, same channel next week. Thanks for watching, y'all. Coders is a production of RCR TV News. To reach Victor Agreta Jr. or to suggest a show topic for Coders, you can reach him on Twitter at SuperPixels. For all the latest news on wireless code and the whole world of wireless, check out rcrwireless.com.